Welcome to Whatever Works, our unique fortnightly podcast in which we talk about whatever works in our lives and in the lives of our community members. Find us at whateverworks.works. And why not join our community? Simply search for Whatever Works at mewe.com and get stuck in. We're all recording. We think we're all recording. Let's hope we are, because we've now running straight into whatever works. Hello, everyone. Greetings Hello, everyone. once again. <laughs> it's me and Aidan. We're back after your holidays. How did it go? Thank you, Ted. I had a very nice holiday. I mean, I've never had to fill in so much paperwork just to cross a border in either direction. Oh. I mean, you know, you fill out the NHS form, which allows you to fill out the German form, which allows you to fill out the British Airways form, which allows you to fill out the passenger locator form, which allows you to fly. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. But thank you. Had a good time. Nice time in Germany. A very refreshed and come home and ready to start again. And your highlight was seeing a croc shop. I saw a croc shop. I couldn't go in. It was such a shame. We were in a hurry and I wasn't able to go in and try on every pair of crocs in the shop. But it did amuse me. There was a Mm. shop selling nothing but crocs next door to a shop selling nothing but manor wafers. And I thought Mm. Ted Salmon was here. Yum, Um, yum, yum. Yeah. (laughs) You should have bought some because they're so expensive here. I refuse to buy any more of those because they're eight quid for a... um, for a box. I know there's quite a lot in a box. But oh, I, I thought you meant the shoes. I thought you were going to say eight no, quid no, was too no. much for a pair of crocs. The manor. The manor wafers. <laughs> lovely as they are. Oh, anyway. well, we'll be talking about crocs again shortly. So I'll shut up and let you get on with the intro now, Ted. OK. Show 144. Friday, the 3rd of September. Two weeks late. We've missed you all, haven't we? We have. It does feel odd. It's funny that you you don't know how much you miss something until it's gone. And it's nice to be back. And we've got a bumper crop today, haven't we, Ted? We have. It's all very cosy and we're going to have nice fun today. Whateverworks.works is our website where you'll find all the links to all the stuff if you're not catching it in your podcatcher. And if your podcatcher's not catching it, then there's also an RSS link there. Um, <laughs> this is starting to sound like a Danny Kay routine. If your podcatcher is catching the catch and the vessel with the pestle is the brew that is true and all that. <laughs> and lastly, the MeWe group, of course, where we centralise all of our feedbacks and our collection of stuff to bring the highlights to this show as we record it. TezSalmon.com is where you'll find me, AidenBell.com is where you'll find Santa. And the... <laughs> Boat video guru. (laughs) Let's get on with it, shall we? What's first? Convenience, security and risk all in the mix. This is just a quick one. I did mention it on Tech Addicts, which is that contactless payments are going up to £100 in October. So when you use your debit card, I wasn't very clear whether this included paying for stuff with your phone but it certainly is paying for stuff with a card that in the uk the um limits which were raised i think to 45 pound during covid that's right are were, now yes. going to be a hundred quid yeah. so in I mean, october it's going up i thought with an iphone it was already 750 million or something isn't it you can buy a house with an iphone these well, days it, this whole thing is really um uh, un intelligible intelligible because um, there are some things like if for example if you go to 
Um, once a year, for example, right, I pay my site fees for the for the park where my my, my static is, right, mm-hmm. and I can pay that. Um, and it's like the best part of four grand. I can pay that using the contactless system, and I don't understand it. It's it's no problem at all. Um, my dad told me also that he went to the opticians and paid for a pair of glasses, three hundred quid or whatever it was. It paid for it, no problem. So I think that the control of this, to some degree, remains with the retailer. They can, if they want to, do something other than yes. um, the, 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 the rules dictate, yeah. as I understand it. The worry for me, although I must confess I've never actually heard it happen anecdotally or genuinely, is this idea that people can have a device with which they walk up to you and accidentally bump into you, and in that second yeah. they do so, they've just nicked 100 quid off your card by pressing it against your pocket. That's I don't know whether there's any an truth RF, in that. You need an RF protection wallet, which yes. is a good item for the show. In fact, I think we've had one on before. We have. We um, have talked about yeah. them before, yes. Yeah, so you need to be careful about that, I guess. I don't know the technology behind that. Um, but uh, anyway, let's move on. I want to talk about a visual display BT audio receiver and transmitter. Um, you might remember, Ted... Two or three shows ago, I was getting upset with my cable on my headphones, which started to crackle and splutter. And being old fashioned and fuddy duddy, I I refused to try Bluetooth. I then did. And uh, several kind people took part on a thread on the MeWe group when I couldn't get my sound desk to pair with my headphones, my Sony's because neither has a screen. So I had a sound desk which says, in order to pair it, go onto your phone and select the, the, the sound desk. And I had a pair of headphones which say, in order to pair them, go onto your phone and select the headphones. And of course, there was no phone involved. So we had a discussion on the MeWe group about how do you connect two things together that neither of which has a screen. The solution for me was to spend £5.88, practically cheap as chips. On Amazon, of course, where else? And I bought this little tiny gizmo. It's about the size of a USB stick. Uh, it plugs into USB power. You plug your headphones into. You you plug the um, desk. I plug my sound desk into it, and it acts as the Bluetooth transmitter. Um, I bought it because it has a tiny little screen on it, and the irony is it didn't use the screen. For some reason, it was very happy to connect with my headphones straight away without issue. Go figure. Uh, So I've now got a very convenient, worthwhile, working Bluetooth connection. I don't think I want to listen to high quality music through it, but for the purposes of podcast recording, uh, and you and I just tested it off air, Ted, just now. I had to go in my other room and get some batteries for my Zoom recorder, and I could hear you muttering away (laughs) all the way through to the other end of the house and back. So... Yeah, Yeah. I think for less than six quid, this is a really neat little Bluetooth transmitter. Apparently, it's also a receiver in classic Aiden Bell form. I can't review it properly because I just get it to do what I want it to do and don't care about the rest. But it is actually a Bluetooth receiver and transmitter. Um, So you can use a Bluetooth microphone um, that sends stuff to the computer. The bad news is this is currently unavailable now. But I'm sure there are other ones. that um, There must be, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, So, you know... it's made by Ning Yang Paul, and it probably may not last many weeks, but it's one of those things. Even if it, even if I get to record four or five podcasts with you out of it, that's worth six quid. Very good. Although um, Steve Litchfield would complain because um, apparently, if you listen, if you use Bluetooth while you're recording on Skype, mind you, we don't record on Skype, so forget everything I just said. You're going to talk about latency because that's why I've been yeah, avoiding Bluetooth yeah. my whole. And, that's why I steer clear of Bluetooth because of my recording situation. I need absolute yeah, yeah, pinpoint yeah. accuracy, which you don't yeah, get with yeah. Bluetooth. 
exactly. But yeah, we don't record on Bluetooth. So I mean, on um, uh, on uh, Skype, Skype. Yes, so it doesn't and matter. So moving on, Bluetooth delay. Stanley, What's next? Stanley, Stanley, um, Fax Max. Stanley Fax Max is next, and it's Daniel Bemis on a tool bag, heavy duty six hundred denier and leather multifunctional tool storage organizer. 18 inches um, wide, I assume that it means. I have a new tool bag, very similar to this one, he says. He lives in America, so he, he was trying hard to link to one similar to the, in the UK oh, yes. for, our, yes. for our benefit. So thank you, Daniel. Um, it's great for storing all the tools I most use and keeps them from getting misplaced around the house. I never thought I'd needed one, but it, it but having it really is much one more. Com- I'll say that again, shall I? I never thought <laughs> I never thought I needed one, but having it really is much more convenient than I thought. Rigid and waterproof plastic bottom, ergonomic rubber grip handle, interior tool loops. Comfortable, heavy-duty shoulder strap, industrial leather reinforcement in critical points, and all for 20 quid. I know why you were stumbling on this, Ted, because you and I share the same fetish for bags and boxes and things for storing. And uh, Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a sort of thing which, again, I personally wouldn't have the slightest use for, but it's gorgeous, and I wish I did. It's, a, it's basically a soft toolbox, isn't it? Um, it looks lovely. It looks like a doctor's bag. Yeah, doctor's bag for tool. Or if you had to carry all your tools onto an aeroplane, if they let you, you'd use this. I like it very much. The trouble is I wouldn't personally need one. Do you see the rugged guy in the, the, the model, the rugged model? Oh, yes. I mean, this is a man's tool for real men. That's probably why I don't want one. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you indeed, Daniel. Moving swiftly on, I'll tell you what I have bought in the past and what Daniel Bemis brings us is five-tier garage shelving. In this case, HDX five-tier garage shelving. He says, I found this awesome shelving. It works great for me at a cheap price of $45. It's about £33 in our money in England. It's not cheap as chips, says Daniel, but it is cheap regardless. We don't have a need in our garage to keep a lot of stuff, plus our garage is small anyway. Plus, it's detached from our house, so no one will see it with any regularity. Well, actually, I don't think it's uh, it's unattractive to look at, Daniel. Again, it's the sort of thing I enjoy, uh, shelving, storage. Uh, I remember I, I got very excited, I think just pre-COVID, buying shelving for the garage, which I waxed lyrical about on the show a lot. And this looks like a very similar item, and I would condone it. These ones, yeah, um, we, we we had some of these um, back in uh, a few years back, and I think we might have talked about it on the show. But I was a bit dubious because it was a bit wobbly. Because those uprights, you you basically just push them into the slots, and they it all holds itself together by gravity almost. And when I had them up in the garage. When you started to put heavier things at the top, we did actually, in the end, put heavier things at the bottom. Yeah, that's what I've learned. You must must get the centre of gravity right, yes. Yeah, but in the end, we actually did put a strap around the top to hold it to the wall of the garage. But apart from that, yeah, they were really good and really cheap and really cheerful and so, so easy to put together in five minutes. So, yeah, I I agree. But you make a good point, Ted. They they do rely on, on weight and balance being correct. Yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, as I say, we ended up learning that lesson and putting the heavy stuff at the bottom. But, yeah, they were they were good. And um, you can get them in the UK um, as well as America. Good stuff all round. I'll tell you what you can't get in the UK, apparently, 
is fresh stuff delivered from Waitrose. <laughs> I'll link to this. The, 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 um, there was a survey done by, who is it? The Guardian. The Guardian, who's, um, who reckoned that after their survey, the, 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 the supermarket that was the worst one of all for delivering fresh produce with good dates on it was Waitrose. Um, and actually, we noticed this in North Wales. Um, now, to be fair, in North Wales, the, there's one small waitrose that serves the whole of the North Wales, and it's not a very big store, and they come quite a long way. So that right. might be relevant. Um, and we changed to Sainsbury's partly for that reason. Well, my mum did anyway. Um, and, uh, I, yeah, I, 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 I think in reaction to this, what they said was that the way in which they... Um, date stuff is different to other supermarkets so there was a defence but yeah it was an interesting little thing to read I'll put a link in the show notes to that It's very difficult isn't it because it will always be that one person will say one thing and then somebody else will say oh well in my branch it's the freshest food you can buy anywhere so I guess it it, it may as you say be a local thing due to the fact that you've got one supermarket trying to satisfy the whole of North Wales This wasn't wasn't, um, going into the store this was just on delivery On delivery yes Yeah Yes Okay. Okay. Moving on. Gareth Williams brings us Motorola Plus Escape wireless headphones. We haven't had headphones on the show for a while, have we? (laughs) Gareth says these are wireless. We love headphones. We do love headphones. And Gareth clearly loves these. They were an emergency throwaway purchase, he says, to take on a recent trip. They were very cheap to buy, £30 from Argos, but surprisingly enjoyable. Not bad at all for that price. They are light and very comfortable. They produce a decent enough sound. The battery life exceeds the stated limit. Calls and virtual assistants both work well. They integrate via their own app with virtual assistants. And yes, of course, they're not audiophile cans for serious listeners, but they impressed me. Uh, They're wireless all wired, 40mm driver, adjustable headband, foldable 18-metre range, 10-hour battery life, which Gareth says it exceeds, and 120-minute charging time. Yeah, again, I mean, I have a beautiful pair of headphones I'm not personally interested in anymore, but if I was, they do look rather good, I must admit. They look quite lovely. sexy, white, and, and they're uh, and I think they're up against the likes of the um, the anchor, sorry, Soundcore ones mm-hmm. that we regularly that we regularly refer back to. Um, but they do. Look, there's, there's something nice about the design of those, which I, I really fancy. Motorola do mo- well over the years. Motorola have made some nice stuff, and they fold away, as Gareth says. So nice, yeah. There's, and for there's something quid. You can't go wrong. Thirty quid, and they're they're, they're Apple esque, aren't they? Very nice. They are. Very, very nice. very nice indeed. Thank you, Gareth. Right. Okay. Now, I have got um, some uh, plastic things that I got from um, Sainsbury's. Not Sainsbury's. What am I talking about? Amazon. And um, I thought I would. There's four of them, so we'll mm-hmm. see how far we get with these. But um, <laughs> each one is. I mean, these are cheap. They're almost cheap as chips. In fact, some of them are. They're probably in the wrong department. The first one is a Lakeland microwave cookware saucepan. After many years of quality service, we had a microwave saucepan, or my mum did, which was actually scratched. So we went to went find a new one. Um, this one looked really nice, so we took a risk on it. It wasn't the cheapest, it was £6.99, but it is stain-proof. It's just under a litre, but it has a, a, an interesting design. Um, it's got a strange-looking lid, which seems to go the wrong way. With saucepans, normally, this, this, the, the lid is concave. Oh, no, I see, convex. yes. Yes, it, yes. It sits up, and this one doesn't. It goes down, it's concave. 
and and it's, I, I thought that that's on the wrong way to begin with. Anyway, we it must be something it, to do with steam and pressure and not allowing it to bubble in the wrong direction or some yeah, such. Maybe. Um, so anyway, the the, um, the there's a clip on the back of it, and it's quite a clever little arrangement whereby you can take the lid off by lifting it up and taking the the thing out, or you can leave it in there. And if you leave it in there, then it's locked at the far end. So when you grab the handle and you drain the water out. By turning it upside down, the lid doesn't come. There's no chance of the lid yes. coming off at all. So it's, it it's works quite well in that. Dishwasher friendly, um, it, it works really well. Ever so nice. Lakeland um, products do tend to be quite good quality, don't they? As we yes. know from the oh, past. Yes. Oh yes. Yes. Yeah. So that was my um, Lakeland microwave cookware saucepan, which is not the cheapest, but we think probably a better quality one. We're now on to eggs, and these. this is the Systema Microwave Easy Eggs, it's called. And we might have done this one before, but I'll be quick anyway. So if you want to cook some eggs and you don't want to boil them, then you stick them in the microwave. Um, if you put them in this little box, it's a little red box with a lid on it, and um, you can close the, uh, the catch on it, like the most of the Systema stuff. Mm-hmm. And you, you chuck your eggs in it and you cook them. You can either have them scrambled if you take it out halfway through and mix it up. Or if you don't, then it comes out more like an omelette. We did try and do some poached eggs, but it's a bit hit and miss, to be honest. We th- There's a real trick involved in trying to get the yolk runny and the white cooked. And I, I think well, can I just interject there then and say yeah. what we've talked about in the past was a poached egg gizmo which i still use i mean that i should have brought that on to still using i think you brought it onto the show or possibly dave rich it may have been a long while ago and i use it regularly for poached eggs so i can certainly vouch for poached eggs in the microwave with the last product you brought on and how many minutes do you do it to get i do a minute to heat the water then i put the eggs in and then i give it a second minute to cook the eggs water yes oh yes it's got it's two little dishes Two right, little bowls, okay. and you put a small oh, amount of yeah, water in yeah, each bowl. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, hit yeah, that yeah, for a minute, yeah. put an egg in each bowl, heat it for another minute, and voila, perfect poached eggs. Okay, right. Okay, so so we'll, we'll I'll try and find a link to that one and put it in the show notes as well. But this one is, yeah, uh, your mileage may vary in terms of um, how you learn to use it, and also the, the 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 strength of your microwave, of course. But the the point was that th- those omelette makers that we um, put on the show a while ago, this almost makes them unemployed because they they, they do the, the same thing. Okay, yes. they don't brown they don't brown the omelets, so you don't with with those machines we had they you get a nice brown yeah, round yeah, uh, yeah. yeah fair enough you don't get that yes yeah but but in terms of being cooked as an omelet um as long as you don't want it brown it, it's just perfectly good and it's much cheaper to to run obviously because it's a microwave and it's in there for like about a minute so um yeah why not indeed i like the look then, of this i might buy myself then, one of these ted Fair enough. Then we've got a set of three microwavable food bowls. These ones are perfect for porridge, right? Um, Because they're bowls that have got a lid on them. They're they're not made by Sistema. They're made by someone else. I can't remember the make. Um, Cook and Miller. Cook and Miller. Okay. And you clip the lid on, and there's a little vent hole in the top, which we'll come to later. Um, 
you chuck in the ingredients, um, in my case, porridge, and you put the lid on. And you see, when I've been cooking porridge in the past, I've always had to watch it because I think it'll go over the top um, if I'm not careful. And this one, you don't have to. I put it in for three minutes in my strength of microwave and just leave it and come back to it in a few minutes and it's done no spilling nothing because it's got this lid on it you've got yes. more confidence that it'll be good so that's good and the best that one of the best things about it also is that it's got a grab handle on one side like so it's a bit like a jug almost and i use this from eating eating the porridge out of as well because unlike probably most people listening to this who are civilised, who go and sit at their dining, <laughs> dining room table. I don't. I take it in front of the I telly. would be the same, Ted. Now, you <laughs> may just have answered my question, but I've got a devil's advocate question for you, which is what really is the difference between these and the saucepan, your first item? They almost seem because to be the same product. Because the saucepan doesn't clamp down. The, the lid, it, the, on, on the handle... Ah, the saucepan might blow up if you... Yeah, OK, yeah, yes, yeah, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'll shut up um, then. Uh, but but yeah, in apart from that, it would be a similar effect, no doubt. Anyway, these bowls are colourful and cheerful. They're, they're cheap as chips, nearly. They were five pound twenty nine, I think, for three, um, and they're really nice. And I as you say, saves one. washing up. I would be like you. I would eat it out of that bowl. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that's what I've been doing. And yeah, what I was going to say was earlier was that I take it and sit in front of the telly. And, and of course, when you're doing that, you've got the handle to hold on to and it's much easier to eat out of with a spoon. Anyway, that's my third item. My fourth one was the microwave potato maker or baker rather not really baking is it is cooking but we in the past have always shied away from cooking baked potatoes in a microwave because they right. come out crap basically mm -hmm. and 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 this thing um actually worked we were really surprised it's a bright red plastic thing it's really simple it's only a couple of quid i think and you put your potatoes on it on the spikes on the prongs and you put it in the middle of the microwave turn it on for the um, required amount of minutes which you'll learn as you go along um and it's even got a little handle in the middle, which avoids a trip to A&E afterwards. <laughs> yes, because yes. It, you, you can pick it out of the microwave and not burn yourself. And we, and we were just really surprised. We, now, of course, it doesn't brown the outside. It doesn't make the skins hard. But when we took the, the potatoes out, we put them on the plate and they were cooked in a way, in the inside, they mm -hmm. were cooked in a way that you would expect it to be from an oven. Instead of putting on the oven for an hour and costing loads of money, this thing, well, for one potato, it was six minutes for us. Six minutes of microwaving, and it really isn't bad at all. Not quite as good. But it's not bad at all. So there's my four plastic kitchen utensils. It's funny, this potato thing, because really all it does is hold the potato still. That's all it does. And yet it yeah, does it in yeah. a nice, neat way with a little handle to pull all four potatoes out together at the end of it. So I think I think it must be the angle. So yeah. when you put them on, you put the potatoes on the spikes. Well, well you spike one yes. side of it and then turn it over and put the put it back on the other side. So it's spiked. Um, on both sides and then they it holds them at a kind of i don't know 30 degree angle or something as it goes around so maybe that's part of the the trick it's magic ted Lo lovely stuff anyway really nice cheerfully colored plasticky stuff for the kitchen for for your microwave in this case so four items which we got in and we recommend and we'll put the links in the show notes jingle time heads top tips heads top tips heads top tips 
Uh, talking of which, I said I would come back to this. The vent hole. So I, this is not a Ted's top tip. This is me looking for a, te- a top tip. <laughs> I don't understand. This um, egg thingy that we, I just described, right? Yeah. It's got a vent hole in the top. And if you are ever using it in the microwave, you've got to have the vent hole open. The The instructions say that, if you read them. It says, open the vent hole and put it in the in the microwave. So my question is... If you always have to have the vent hole open when you're using it, why has it got a vent hole? Sorry, why has it, why has it got a vent hole that is closable? <laughs> because if you never have to close it, then it might as well just be a hole. Maybe it's when you've taken it out of the microwave, you close the vent hole so that it stays warm and moist until you're ready to eat it. Yeah. So it's a heating, a, 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 a maintaining latent heat It mechanism. might be a post-cookery option okay uh, i'll let you off then we'll, oh, we'll take that as red let's play another jingle i wonder who bought it <laughs> right uh the, the the thing that i scoured from the purchases on amazon this time is a space saver premium vacuum storage bag in fact you can do this if you want aiden okay Uh, we can do it together, Ted. I would just add that I, I actually bought something very similar and brought it to the show about a year or two ago. That's Although what the, I one, thought, yeah. the ones that I bought were enormous. I mean, I bought them for duvets and bedding, and they were ruddy great big things. Having said that, looking at the link uh, to the Amazon of this one, you can get them in huge size. But no, don't, don't let me burst your bubble. Don't let me burst your vacuum storage bag. <laughs> do carry on, yes. Ted. Well, someone's bought these, and they they look really neat and 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 tidy. Sixteen pound ninety nine for eight, and they are a vacuum storage bag. You'll probably be best to describe what they do. Um, if I stumble here, yeah, I mean, but essentially, oh. essentially, you, you 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 fill the things up. You put the hose of the vacuum cleaner on, get it to suckle the air out, and then um. You, they take up less space. And with this one, the trick is that if you're travelling and need to do it when you're coming back home, then it, they provide you with a hand pump. Um, is that it? That is basically it. I've actually never used the vacuum. I've always done it just with the hand pump. But that is it. Yeah. And they are uncannily good. You know, you put, for instance, a wagging great duvet in and you pump and pump and pump, or in fact you're sucking and sucking all the air out, and it really does go down to maybe, you know, a quarter, even a fifth of the size that it was to start with. It, they, they, are, they are very neat. Um, the only thing I discovered with the ones that I've had is if, you, if we, we've... I use them for storing on top of the wardrobe, so I would put some bedding in, suck all the air out, put them on the top of the wardrobe and over the course of weeks and months the air slowly seeps back in and they start uh. to rise but I mean that, that's fair enough if you just leave them untouched for months on end what, what can you expect but certainly for travel they would be incredibly useful because they would allow you to get literally four or five times as much into a suitcase it's very good and you can get these for food can't you yes people... I think you can yeah do, and of course people Sorry, um, I was going to say, you, 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 you buy a lot of food done as well. I mean, vacuum packing exists in, in food preparation and industry a great deal, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think you can get one for home as well, where you suck out the air before you put stuff in the freezer, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, I think sure you're I've right. I've seen those. I think yeah. you're right, sir. Anyway, um, there you go. Thank you, whoever it was that bought that and um, recommended to others, it seems. So um, Amazon gift vouchers can be bought if you want to chip into the show and let us buy stuff and blah, 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 for the show. 
you can do that by um, sending a um, Amazon gift voucher to my email address, which is in the show notes, and we'll get stuff specifically for the show. If you want to get stuff from Amazon generally, you can do that most helpfully to me by going to tinyurl.com forward slash Amazon Ted UK. Thank you so much. Let's have another jingle. And talking of valves and pumping and pressure and blowing things up and letting them down again, do you remember all the trouble I had with my bike <laughs> that I then didn't ride anyway? <laughs> Your push bike that you never use. I'm terrible. I get a push bike. It lives in the garage. I get it out of the garage, decide I really must ride it, go to all the trouble of pumping the tyres up, and then it goes back in the garage again. I mean, I'm incorrigible. <laughs> However, in the process of all of this, you may remember me having trouble discovering that my bike has Presta tyres valves oh whereas um, ian barton was, ian barton was very valves, helpful yeah. and kind sorting yeah. this out on thanks to ian i can now tell you that presta are the are used on some bicycle tires because they maintain a higher pressure than the regular yeah. schrader valves which is the ones most people know that you have on your car tires for instance well because I'm incompetent and, and can't be bothered with learning new things, I discovered, cheap as chips, pound eighty-eight for two, these tiny little brass valve adapters. And all I've had to do is screw those onto my horrible Presta tyre <laughs> valves on my tyres, and it turns them into more normal, in inverted commas, Schrader valves, which I understand and can use with all my pumps. So um, yeah. it's just a nice little cheap as chips, less than the price of a cup of coffee to save all the headache of trying to pump up Presta tyres. Fantastic. And then you can leave that in the garage and not use it as well. I can, exactly. I can, <laughs> that goes in the garage with the bike and everything else. Yes. Oh, Very now nice. I'm looking forward what? to this next one, Ted, because you're going to pronounce the unpronounceable word, aren't you? <laughs> I got recently um, possession of a Nokia um, ruggedized phone and it's got a, a lanyard hole in, in the corner. And I thought, right, I'll get a lanyard for it. And so I went on the search one, and they I found some cheap as chips. They are £5.99, but there's six of them, so Judge Barton will allow that, I think. Oh, but Ted, um, do tell me, which company makes this lanyard? The company that makes this, I was trying to work this out, and, and see if there's any logic in the letters. Um, it's <laughs> F, F, no, right, Fagofu, Fagofu, Fagofu. I was trying to work out if it's um, F-Go-4-H-F-U or something, because the Fs are capitalised. Anyway, um, so this company obviously is some cheap Chinese brand, and they were delivered from Amazon very quickly. Um, but yeah, also handy. They worked really well for my for, for the, the Nokia. They're also handy for, obviously, cameras and torches and keys and whatever works, really. Um, and they come in a packet of six with six colours. As I say, um, a quid each, pretty much. And um, yeah, job done. Wrist strap lanyard for a quid. They're very nice, Ted, and as you say, myriad uses not only phones but all sorts of you know all sorts of anything that you yeah. need to just sort of keep a tight hold of with a lanyard. So, if yeah, I like that very much. The <laughs> wrist strap yeah, key, lanyard. Key, 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 keys are one that I've adopted since I got these. Yes, I didn't. I, I never thought of that before. But hanging keys up on a hook is it, that makes it much easier. Anyway, um, yes. So thank you, Fugafu. <laughs> I've just noticed that in your item, looking underneath at my next item, which is called in-flight Wi-Fi, which somehow almost looks the same. So the in-flight Wi-Fi. I just wanted to mention very quickly, cheapest chips. Um, when I flew last week to Germany, I was with BA, 
and uh, Wi-Fi on planes. I've never used Wi-Fi on a plane before because although I've been lucky enough to fly a number of times, it's always extortionately expensive. They basically say, you can log on. All you have to do is mortgage your house and we'll give you Wi-Fi for 10 minutes. So I've never bothered. But blow me, on my flight to Germany last week, OK, it was only an 80-minute flight, but nevertheless, pound ninety-nine for the entire flight. So I signed up, um, paid up, and I had a perfectly decent, working, stable Wi-Fi connection for the whole of the flight. So there you go, cheap as chips. Well, flat me sideways. I mean, it's not, because you've got to pay for a flight. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, if you happen to be on a plane, cheap. it's cheap as chips. It's cheap if you're there. Exactly. Like any bargain. Absolutely. It's only a bargain if you want it or can get it. <laughs> well, I tell you what I want. Oh, how was that for a link? Yes. <laughs> I want one. I want one. I want one. I want one of those. I want something. Now, I'm often saying on this show, I wish I had a need for it. And this is one of them because I don't. I don't have a need for it. There's no point in me owning one. I'm not going to buy one, but it's a shame because I want one. I stumbled recently, for reasons I can't remember, on portable power generators. Now, I know we've talked about them on the show before more than once, but um, I discovered the Power Oak portable generator. And just for fun, I had a look at, at the web page that I've linked to in our recording notes, and I'm sure you will in our show notes, Ted. Uh, oh, no, we don't have show notes. I'll shut up. Um, there are lots of flavours available and you can buy all sorts of different kinds of these things. And they're just all really sexy. Mains out, 12 or 24 volts out, USB out in all kinds of flavours and sizes, wall sockets, car sockets, solar panels, um, really cool looking LCD displays that show you. The, 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 exactly. Give you the current usage. Current usage. See what I did there? <laughs> Power remaining, all the stats you could want. And the prices are not so bad. They start at sub £200 and they go up to well over a grand. I'm not going to recommend or talk about any particular one because, as I say, there's no need. I don't want one. I mean, I do want one, but I don't need one. But I wish I had the need for a portable power generator because they're just getting sexier all the time. There. Don't you think so? Fantastic. All power to you. Do you not agree, though? Um, I would love to need one. Yeah, absolutely. I, we, we, Gareth Miles and I look at the Anchor one um, now and again, which is a, a basically a, a battery. Mm-hmm. Um, so it might be a little bit different to these ones, but um, because generators come in different flavours, don't they? Yeah. They, they? Some of them they run on petrol. Now, when I was doing, um, when I was away in uh, camping, we we almost bought a petrol-driven um, generator in order to give us. Um, uh, power when we were on um, the these small campsites right. that didn't have electricity. But the reason I didn't, we didn't um, fork out the money in the end, was because then they, they tend to be noisy, and the ones that are not noisy, and then other campers complain about them yes, being on. Yes, yes, of course. And and if and the ones that are not noisy are really, really stupidly expensive. And so it kind of, it, it priced itself out of contention. So there's those petrol ones. And then you get these ones that I think you're talking about here, which is that you charge them up. because the, So they're basically batteries. They are. They're basically glorified yeah. batteries with a, with a long yeah. charge. I'm, I'm presumed, Ted, you were talking about a few years ago with your camping trips, because obviously yeah. technology moves along. And I imagine yeah. by now, these, these the ones that I've brought to the show now, the, the, the purely electric ones, are probably excellent and probably last quite some considerable time. Maybe, maybe, yeah. We'll come back to camping in a minute. Maybe but, we um, should go camping together, Ted, and buy one. <laughs> all the people would talk, you know. Oh, they would, they would. 
Uh, anyway, yeah, good shout indeed. Portable generators, whether they're petrol driven or whatever else. And you're right. Yeah, they, the, the the anchor one that we bang on about right. is 250 quid to yeah. 350 quid. I think the proper price is 400 actually. But yeah, really, really nice. And and also they've got um, three pin um, sockets in them. Oh, yes. Yeah, sorry. Inv- they've got inverter yeah. as well. So, yes, if you want to get for a short length of time, you can actually plug in mains to the thing. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, yeah, good stuff. Right, Vesterboard is next. How about this then? Vesterboard is a railway departure board for your home. (laughs) (laughs) And this just looks really, really good fun. I want one of these, but I don't need one. I'm not going to buy one because, apart from anything else, it's 2,000 quid. Oh, good grief. So this, uh, this is a board you put on your wall and it's 41 inches by 22 inches so you could Ooh, compare it's not it small the then is it a, goodness it's not small but you could compare it maybe with the size of a telly or you yeah, know a big yeah, telly yeah and stick it on your wall and it's like a railway departure Aww. board so it's just so nice and and all the the little letters kind of flick around so you 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 you, you plug it up to an app an app on your phone of course what else um and you control what the the letters all say. Each each letter is individually replaceable, oh, incidentally. Yeah. So if any of them go wrong, you could take one out and put oh, a new one in. Yeah. And you can control it with your app. You can also remote control them from anywhere. So as long as it's, you've got a connection, you can then use the app from the other side of the world and then change what it says. Now, obviously, an office use would be much more use than your home one. But I, I still fancy one in my home because it would be just so much fun. And when the, the, the letters all change around, then you can make it say whatever you want it to say, you know, or colours or whatever you want. It just looks like really good fun. And when the best thing about it is, I think, is when you... Um, change it change what the words say um you get this sound the sound that you hear when you stood underneath that railway oh, board yes. and and it goes yeah 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 yeah, yeah. oh yes Ted. <laughs> you see that what i love about this you know there will be a group there's a generation of kids now who'll say well you don't need that you can just do that digitally on a tv and then you yeah. can have it as big it's not the point it's real no. they're real little pieces of plastic whizzing around going it's absolutely gorgeous ted and i want yeah, one yeah. too yeah yeah two grand though i, I don't want one <laughs> yeah. but if you were if you were a small firm um you yes. know the, the, you could certainly afford it. And they might start renting them, I suppose. Exactly. But, I mean, you anyway. could imagine going into a design house or anywhere in Covent Garden and seeing one looking perfectly in place in the foyer. Exactly. Oh. Vesterboard, link in the show notes for those with too much money. <laughs> Back to camping. Back to camping. Gareth Williams brings us a Litchfield Falcon 4 Air tent. Are you listening, Steve? See what I did there? <laughs> uh, it's a tent. Now, I'm not the best person to comment because I was thinking the last time I set foot in a tent must have been when I was a child and we used to go on camping holidays to France. So I'm not the best qualified to talk about tents, but I had a look at it. I watched a video. It does look like a very nice tent except I wouldn't personally know one from t'other. Gareth says it's likely to be our final camping trip of the summer. It seems like a good time to feed back on our new tent. It's an A3 section air beam tent from Van Gogh. 
To the, whatever that means. To the rear is a darkened two to four person sleeping compartment that hangs inside a fully sealed outer tent with sewn in ground sheet. Now, I do understand what that means and that's good. No mosquitoes. The middle living mm. area is perfect as a multi-purpose space and comes complete with matching carpet. Wow, glamping. The front porch <laughs> is spacious, offers a great shield and additional function area. There's also a complete ground sheet combination for the entire tent footprint. Ted, I'm beginning to rethink this idea of you and me camping. This isn't so bad. Mm. Being a Vengo <laughs> Airbeam engineered tent, again, whatever that means, it is very stable and pitching, packing is a breeze. For two to four people, this tent is great and we're already excited for next year's adventures. The tent is currently on Amazon as well as specialist outdoor retailers and prices vary. And if our live on air, I click to Amazon, I can tell you, dear listener, it's currently £639. Wow. Yeah. But then again, you're, you're getting a lot of tent for that money. So, yeah, that and is if you, nice. And if, you, and if you equate that with the cost of holidays. Yes, um, absolutely. Not, not going abroad, then it's your whole family can do this. And that's a good season or two or three seasons of... Um, of holidaying what i was going to say was that we actually had in the back in the kind of noughties we were mucking about going between motorhome and caravan and tenting and, and this is very similar to the tent we bought at the time mm-hmm. um with the, the friend i was involved with then and we um put this thing up and it was absolutely fantastic it really was it's all the things that gareth is saying here um all those sewn in things in fact the one we had had a little thing on the side with a toilet in it well not a toilet but yeah, yeah, a, a yeah. space to put a toilet um and and so it might have been slightly different but yeah really really good stuff and i think that 600 quid for a, te- a good tent like this is not a huge amount oh, of money two people could spend more than 600 pounds in a week in a hotel exactly so, and your, your trip your trip to germany you think about what that costs exactly you. and a tent like this yeah. you can use over and over and over again Exactly. So, yeah, thank you. Good shout, Gareth. Thank you, I'm Gareth. with you on that. Yes, Ted and I will be buying ourselves a Power Oak portable generator <laughs> and a Litchfield Fancon 4 tent, and then God help us all. <laughs> now, the last thing that I want, one of those, is a US... Now, I've got this little screw, a Xiaomi screwdriver set. Do you remember? I, I do remember, yes, yes. Really nice, ever so well finished, and it, it's got a lovely case, and magnets are all used cleverly, really really nice but this takes it a step further because this is essentially an electric screwdriver set version of it and the best thing is that they caught up with USB-C oh, so you can charge the oh, thing with USB-C USB, but no double yes. A batteries then Ah. No, no double A's, but um, the next best thing, USB-C. And it looks really cool. It looks like really, really good for people with ageing, maybe arthritic hands or whatever, so they don't have to actually turn the screwdriver. Oh, it's lovely. Um, oh. And, and it, it, like the Xiaomi one, it's just beautifully, beautifully crafted by the looks of it. And I really want one, but it's um, 25 quid that I don't have to spend. And I've got the manual one, so yeah. I can just continue. I'll, put, I'll tell you what, I'll put it on my 25 quid, 45.99, Mr. Salmon. Oh, has it gone up already? Oh, but I yeah. have to tell you, Ted, somebody at Weehaw Electrics must have been listening to you when you talked about the Xiaomi one, because I remember you distinctly saying, I wish this was electric. And I was a buffoon as usual and thought you meant an, one of those electric screwdrivers where you put your thumb over the end and you get an LED come on when there's a current in the vicinity. And so I didn't know what on earth you meant. So I remember very well. I've got a feeling that Waiha and Wanfei are subsidiary brands of Xiaomi. I think they are. 
which would explain why it's so almost exactly yeah. the same, but with yeah, it's lovely. Um, yeah, and loads, I... lo- you you get all these loads oh, of tools yes, inside yes. it, everything that you could possibly need. Really, really nice. But I, I thought it was twenty five quid. I, I wish you'd been wrong. right. For twenty five quid, I might have been a naughty yeah. boy and treated myself. But forty five is a bit pushing it. Yeah, but yeah, it, I agree. Oh wow. I think that I think to, to be fair, I think that's my error. I think I um, saw that badly and wrote it down wrong. So. Well, go to the back of the yeah. class, Mister Salmon, <laughs> and 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 I'm going to send you to the back of the class now again, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. It's the last and final instalment of the Aiden Bell section. Where are my beep funnels? <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember, Ted, about 700 years ago, you brought some plastic funnels onto the show and I said, oh, that's I fun. do. They were what, like one pound something? I'll have some of them. I, th- I think they were two quid. And we went through the waiting game and we waited and we waited and Covid came yeah. and went and the and the Suez Canal came and went. And I'm afraid <laughs> my funnels have come and went. Um, they're not they're not coming. Mm. I've had an email from Amazon. Hello, we regret to inform you that we've been unable to source the following item. Chef Aid set of funnels, colour may vary. Our supplier has informed us that this item is no longer available. This item has now been cancelled from your order. In case you've been charged for it, your pay- payment will be refunded within five to seven working days. It's available. It's available again. Oh, for goodness sake, don't. Oh, don't. Uh, click, you can, don't. Click on that link. Oh, no. Click on the link. <laughs> it's, it's there again. You can, or you can order it again. Do you know what I'm doing? Now, now listen, I want, I want 900 witnesses. I am clicking add to basket. I am clicking <laughs> proceed to checkout. I am now in my checkout. No, I'm not. I'm waiting. It won't take me to checkout. Something's gone wrong. Oh, there we are. I'm in oh. the checkout and I've clicked by now and I'll get them tomorrow. They're supposed to be here tomorrow. Well, it's, it's not the last instalment of the story at all. <laughs> God help us. I think we better play another jingle and move on. Still using, still using. Okay, uh, calm down now. <laughs> Let's move on. What am I still using? I'm still using my Kaibun shoes. Do you remember? No, what shoes? I bought some these. Um, a long time ago, I discovered MBT shoes, which were these shoes with a round bottom that sort of set you off on a spring with each step. Very oh, big. Yeah. They came from Switzerland originally. Very big. Um, and these then became Kaibun shoes, which I would best describe as you feel as if you're walking and with every step, somebody is going ahead of you and putting down duvets in front of you. So you step on this beautiful duvet every time you walk. They've got a ridiculous amount of foam built into the sole of the shoe. I mean, I'm telling this very, very badly. There are very sound, sensible medical reasons and proper explanations on the website of how this works. It's basically a whacking great big piece of memory foam or some kind of foam that you walk on. And they're gorgeous. And I love them. And I wax lyrical about these shoes uh, in show number 32, uh, April 2017. And I want to say I'm not wearing the self-same pair because, in fact, I had a problem with the shoe. I got a tiny little tear started to appear and uh, because they are expensive I contacted the manufacturer Kaibun and they were wonderful and they allowed me to report this fully and then they sent me a new pair so I'm still wearing the new pair uh, and live in them I live in these shoes just as you do I'm sure Ted in your Crocs um, yeah. the only difference I guess is that Kaibun's I mean I forget the exact price but they were around 200 quid they are not cheap 
but they are amazing and they were worth it because I've been wearing them now for what, four or five years. But I assume that Crocs aren't anywhere close to that price. And you've probably got what I would be right in suggesting you have two or three pairs of Crocs you swap around from and in. And... Oh, I, 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 uh, any one time I've probably got about four or five pairs. Right, yeah. yeah. Which is, of course, a big advantage do... of a cheaper shoe. But the, the, the difficulty is, though, that the, the, the treads wear out really quite quickly. Um, and so I, you need to replace them. Well, I, I, because I live in them all the time, like you do with your Kai buns, um, I need to replace right. the tread. Now, it might be that your Kai bun treads don't do that and, and they're better quality. I don't know. but um, Luckily, that does appear to be the case. Because, I mean, if the Kai buns were you know wore out within months i mean it would be ridiculous to, to to buy them but luckily these have kept going and so once again i absolutely advocate kaiban shoes fabulous things very good they, they look really nice i'm looking at a, a, a gif of someone uh, walking in yes one, um and and you can see how the mechanism works and you can just see how cushioned yes it is. they're not the most attractive shoes on the planet but, you know, if, like me, you don't care about that and you put, you know, health of your feet and comfort ahead of that, they really are extraordinary. I mean, for instance, uh, the one time I don't wear Kai buns is when I train with a friend once or twice a week. And when I put on my training shoes, I feel like, good grief, what's happened? I can't, I'm stuck to the floor. You, you, you really notice the difference when you're not wearing yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Very nice. There we are. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. In this um, static home I live in, some of the flooring has got sponging in it, and it's really nice to walk on, and you you don't feel. I I've, I mean I wear as as you say I wear Crocs all the time, so I don't. But if I happen to wear um, just stocking feet, yes. you can feel that giving way under you. Yes, it's because nice. it's it's yeah. not the surface that you're used to walking on. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Very very nice indeed. All right, what are right, you still I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back five and a half years to show number one. Oh, wow. The very first show. The, the very first show was on the 9th of January, 2016. And I brought to that show um, my Oregon Scientific Solar Weather Station. And it was, and it's still going. Aww. The exact same one. Aww, my mum's got one as well. They've got one that's still going all these years later. And it, uh, the batteries seem to last an awful long time. So it's a it's a weather station. You've got a it's got a satellite um, uh, unit which you stick outside somewhere, which I've got outside my static home in a plastic bag wrapped up against the, the any mm -hmm, rain. Mm -hmm. um, and, and you put batteries in it, obviously. And then it talks to the station inside. You can then get the temperature inside, the temperature outside. It also gives you all this other claptrap about, you know, um, changing bars of whatever. Yeah, and yes, exactly. What, yeah. You know, all that stuff you don't really need to know. But anyway, the point is that it's got good temperature information. Batteries, as I say, last probably a, a year, if not two, in my experience. It's got a light on it, and I'm still using it every day. It's really, really good. The bad news is, though, that you can't buy these anymore. And I've hunted high and low, um, and I've had to... Th there is a replacement one, but it's a colour one. Right. Um, it, and well, So, no, the, the replacement black and white one, mono one, is um, available, but it hasn't got the solar unit on it. So the, the batteries inside it are not topped up like mine is by ambient oh, yes, light, yes, yes, yes. which helps the battery. So they've taken away that whole solar panel bit. Um, you can also get an equivalent colour one now. So I'm guessing the batteries will do even worse on that one. Um, but... 
But yeah, it, uh, the point is that it's still working perfectly from 2016. In fact, I had it before then. So it's it's probably eight years I've had this and it works really, really well. And it helps me a great deal with my um, bizarre lifestyle choice that um, uh, temperature is quite key to living in a, a static home, of course. Or so there you go. Oregon Scientific. Oregon Scientific are a, a, an excellent name that I've known for many, many, many years. So they're certainly a brand yeah. one contrast. Yeah, I mean, I, you may remember, Ted, a couple of birthdays ago, my mother very kindly wanted to get me something for my birthday and we settled on a weather station. And you may remember I brought to the show quite a nice weather station that again involved, you know, wind sensors and rain sensors. And I've found over yeah. the weeks and months since, no, no offence to my mother, all I do is look at the temperature. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's got all these wonderful things and it, it tells me absolutely everything I could possibly want to know about the weather locally. And yet all I'm really interested in is the temperature indoors and outdoors. So they are boys' toys, aren't they? Basically, and I think, and I think one of the key points about that is that temperature is something that is happening outside now. Yes, and you can see what's happening, and it's happening inside now, and it's instantly changing. Whereas wind, you you tend to, if it's going to be a really windy day, then you tend to see that on a TV weather forecast. You you know it's going to be a yes. windy day, and if it's going to be rainy, then it doesn't really help you to know how many millimeters of rain is actually coming down what you want to do is know that tomorrow in advance it's going to be raining coming. yeah once yeah. it's been and gone you don't really care how many milliliters exactly. it was yes exactly yes. but with temperature it's key yes. what it is for me anyway so really and the moral um, of this tale is you and i could just have both bought a thermometer for a lot less money and been happy yes. <laughs> So, yeah, it is a bit of a toy, but it's a nice toy. And the colour one, I noticed, um, the replacement colour one is 80 quid now. Oh, yes, you um, see. My, yeah, yeah. Mine wasn't that, that, it wasn't that kind of price, no. but they've obviously gone up. Yeah. Now, look at this. We're pushing the hour. We'd better have a good grump before we finish, hadn't we? You're first. Am I first? I'm first. I'm f I'll go first then. <laughs> I've got two quick gripes this week. Nothing terrible. Um, my first gripe is shops that force you to follow a long one-way route before you get to the till. Now, I must say immediately, I'm not talking about COVID. I'm not talking about the very sensible and necessary one-way systems with which I thoroughly agree to help with social distancing. I'm talking about shops that have been doing this forever, where you go into the yeah. shop and you just want to pop, say you want to just pop in and buy a battery from the edge of the till. You have to walk round the whole ruddy shop, aisle by <laughs> aisle on this wretched one-way system just to get to the bit of the shop that you want to get to. I particularly call out my local B&M shop, who are particularly bad at this. Uh, I'm sure the reason they do it is because they want you to go into the shop and see as many products as possible and be as tempted yeah. to spend as much as possible. But what it does to me is it basically makes me want to go to another shop and buy it from somewhere else. Um, Blasted right. That's What's B&M? B&M, bloody maniacs. I don't know what it stands for. It's, um, <laughs> it's a sort of pound shop. It's a it's oh, a right. big okay. I mean, it's a you know, it's a big old shop. They sell everything. It's an everything kind of store, uh, cheap and cheerful prices, often very good okay. stuff. But they really make you walk through the whole shop just to get to the bit you want I, to. I tell you where I notice this um, consistently is with shops like Aldi and Lidl. Yes. Yes, they do it, they, too. It, it, yeah, you can't you can't get either you're right they, that, that's it. I wonder if that says something about cheap shops or you know people yeah. shops that sell cheap stuff don't know yes it doesn't happen in John Lewis does it um oh maybe it's because it saves on the price of a security guard 
Who knows? Let's put that one out there. Why are we made to walk around shops like post office skews when all we want to do is buy a Kit Kat on the way out? It could be to do with the security guard because if they're stopping people popping in, and because in Sainsbury's there's a security guard on the exit, yes, so yes. it stops people going in to the first counter and then taking something and going. I don't know. It could be. I'll move on to my second whinge, which always happens to me. I've said this before. Whenever I go abroad and have the great pleasure and privilege of driving, particularly in Germany, I realise again that UK motorway driving is the worst of any country I've ever been in. I'm not going to make this a long (laughs) rant. I'm simply going to say you drive in the left-hand lane. If you wish to overtake because the car in front of you is going slower, you pull out to the right. And when you've overtaken, you pull back to the left. Ditto the far right lane. And in Germany, of course, it's the other way around. Driving in Germany is such a pleasure because everybody drives on the right-hand side, equivalent left in this country, of course. And People only overtake and pull back in, overtake and pull back in. And as such, everybody gets to where they want to be twice as fast, twice as safely and twice as quickly and twice as efficiently because you don't have this middle lane owners club that we have in the UK. That's it. Amen. End of sermon. Yes, the um, I, I know what you mean. And it is um, frustrating. And one of the things that I don't miss about not travelling anywhere um, because that does happen. And, and I used to make a point of going from the outside lane right across in front of them back to the oh, near side yes. lane. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> I mean, in, abroad, a tiny little flick flick of your lights means, can I come past, please? And the person will immediately move and let you pass. If yeah. you flick flick somebody yeah. with your lights in this country, they'll wind down the window and stick their finger up at you and stay belligerently in the lane that they're in, which is the wrong one. Germans doing as they're told and following the rules. Yeah, if you do it properly, officer. I t- I, yeah. I tell you, I, I tell you, um, an ex- interesting um, equivalent of that was in Jersey. When I went to when I went to Jersey on holiday, I was amazed at how people obeyed the rules of these junctions they have there. So in Jersey, they have one on one junctions. So you have two. Um, roads going into one road and whoever gets there first has the right of way mm-hmm. and then when that person's gone the next person from the left goes so right left oh, right yeah. left yeah, yeah, right yeah, like left a zip. And, yeah. and, and they take turns and everyone but everyone follows the rules they don't no one breaks the rules yeah. i never saw anyone trying to break the and rules and isn't life easier and calmer when everyone behaves like that i think it's just in the uk that everyone breaks the rules all the time yep <laughs> Right. Um, as long as you're still alive, Ted, <coughs> tell us about Ian Watson. <laughs> <coughs> Can't speak now. Ian Watson wants to bring to room 101 Amazon UK same-day delivery. I wanted a new lock mechanism for my bathroom door to fit today. <laughs> Amazon says order within 40 minutes for delivery before 10pm. As soon as I place my order, it says delivery tomorrow. Magically, it changed. If I wanted it tomorrow, I would have gone to Screwfix and purchased the same quality lock and also collected a few other non-important items on my shopping list for the next time I'm there. Also, second part of his rant, um, the Amazon app notification sometimes says I'm next for delivery. So I get ready, sitting at the front door waiting. Then I look at the map and say, it says the van has just left the distribution centre 30 miles away. So the app is telling lies. I'm not anywhere near the first delivery. Or if I am, then it's an awful long way to, between the depot and the first delivery. Then there was also the time when it says 
I'm eight stops away. And for an hour, the map shows him as a well, <laughs> as a well-known trucker's cafe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm with I, that driver. Give me a trucker's cafe any day. <laughs> I was I was once waiting for a, um, a a delivery. I can't remember. Oh, it was DPD. That's right. And I had the same thing. He was tracked to a cafe when it said that um, I was next delivery. And he stood there. He was there for about an hour. And I thought. That must be him having his lunch. Anyway, um, John Love also chipped in to say, also, they come very late these days, which is fine. They still come same day or whenever they say mm-hmm. they're going to come. But for those of us who have children sleeping or dogs to set off and it's dark outside yeah. and blah, 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 yeah, yeah. then that can be very disruptive. I'm not sure what they can do about that. They, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're saying same day delivery, but I suppose everyone can't have their delivery in social hours. You either say it's same day and it's late for some people, or it's not same day and you have it tomorrow if you want it in social hours. I don't know. Yeah. It's a difficult it one. It is a it? difficult one. And, and again, I think it because Amazon is a huge company, different people are going to have different experiences. And maybe Ian was just unlucky yeah. in this case. And indeed, John might be ongoingly unlucky. <laughs> We're all unlucky, as is Jeremy Harpham with his supermarket shelf shuffles. Uh, try shouting out when you've had a few. Uh, he, is that a shelf dance? Shuffle. Yes, it's a dance. Would you join me in a supermarket shuffle hustle? <laughs> Dancing his way through the supermarket, Jeremy says, I've been getting back into the supermarket after the era of COVID deliveries, and like many of us, I can't find anything. Yeah. They've reorganised all the products around our Morrison so that I can't find anything without retraining. Grrr, with multiple yeah, R's. Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally yeah, agree. Yeah, I do agree too. Um, They did the same at my Tesco. The only thing I would say is I would like to think that the supermarkets have a reason for doing this. They're not going to pay staff and pay to have everything moved around unless they feel there's a decent reason for doing it. So what one would basically suggest if there is a good reason why they've done it, we just don't like change. Human beings don't like change and I'm the one of the worst uh, for that. So live with it, I say. And I'm not being rude to Jeremy. I think you have to, Ted, I have to, we all have to just say, OK, fair enough. They put a little spanner in the works. We'll just have to learn a new route in the supermarket. One of the things that um, they changed at our local Tesco was that they removed the delicatessen counter because of COVID. <laughs> That's right, for us too, so, yes. Right, and, and, and because of that, they completely rearranged around that. So I suppose because they had to remove something because of COVID, they had to then reshuffle it. Now, to be honest, I haven't been back in there since they, those restrictions have changed to see if they've moved it back, but I bet they haven't. Well, in our case, it's simply just there, but it's all just empty glass cabinets, so they just yeah. haven't been bothered. I've got a, um, I've got a gold star and a room one hundred and one here. Oh, okay. Well, let's combine the, the two. The room one hundred, yeah. yeah, combining the two. The room one hundred and one goes to um, ice cream vans that go around the place making ridiculous amounts of noises and um, dis- disturbing the peace. Um, and the gold star goes to the lowest stuffed county council for banning one firm because they took measurements and they measured the din they were making they were breaking the rules and they put them out of business oh, too right oh. now you see that's 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 taking a sledgehammer to crack a nut i i totally concur if the ice cream van is making too much noise have them turn the volume down but don't put them out of business well they, they obviously didn't do as they were told well, did they? I... They, they obviously weren't in germany yes 
And I'm desperately trying to think of an ice cream gag to finish this one on, but I can't. I tell you what, ice it cream. must have been. Ice cream. No, no, I've got one, Ted. I tell you how loud it was. It was probably 99 decibels. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I'm on fire today. Right, I've got a gold star. Do you remember on the last show, um, I had a mild panic just before we started recording because my wonderful Thronmax microphone boom arm broke and I had to prop oh, yeah. the microphone up with a pair of bongos. I remember And we that. had a bit of a laugh because my microphone was being held up by bongos. Well, I want to give a gold star to Thronmax, uh, who made this beautiful boom arm. Because I sent them an email saying um, it appears to have broken. I worked out what it was. Uh, you tighten this thing up with a big um, sort of plastic wheel thing, uh, which is basically what it's doing is tightening a little nut uh, to, to, to force the tension to hold the arm up. And what had happened was the plastic and the metal parts had come away from each other and all that was happening was I was turning this thing round and round and round and it wasn't getting any tighter. I realised that that's what it was. I wrote to Thronmax and said, look, I know this thing's out of warranty, uh, but is there any chance that you can help? And without question and without cost, they sent me an email saying, yes, we've ordered you a spare part uh, from our warehouse in Hong Kong, of course. Uh, and what, two, perhaps three weeks later, two spare parts arrived. So I've been sent two free new wheels to put on and I've put one of them on and my Thronmax microphone boom stand is excellent again. No more bongos. Good service. Well done, Thronmax. I have nothing more to say. Say no more. <laughs> Keep your gob shut. Amazon um, Music is last for the gold star today. And I want to just uh, give them a gold star for adding whatever works to their directory. Hey, nice one. Thank you, Amazon. We, we are in the directory. But just a, a word of warning. The, the, also, the old whatever works is in there as well. Um, so I don't know how that's happened, but it has. So take care if you go in. If you're using Amazon Music to listen to podcasts, which I get, I, I agree is probably quite unlikely. But if you are, then you need to follow the one with Aidan's lovely logo with the hammer in it and not the old one with no hammer that's it <laughs> Aiden's hammer that should be a Beatles song shouldn't it okay <laughs> are we done I think we're done we're going to be back in two weeks time unless you skip off to the Germany again um, and we'll bring another show to the masses. Don't forget to head for our MeWe group, everyone. Let us know whatever works in your life. You'll find links to all the stuff that we've been raviting on about in this show at whateverworks.works and also in your podcatcher, we hope. Um, and uh, yeah, whateverworks.works is the um, website, of course, um, where you can get all the links out. Also, all the links out to all the other stuff we're doing in PodHub UK and other MeWe groups and all the rest of that can be found at tedsalmon.com. And you can find everything that Aidan's doing at AidanBell.com. And you can shuffle some work his way. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> do you know what? I actually am going abroad again. I've got a couple of ship safety video filming jobs to do, but I'm slotting them in between recordings, so I shall not disturb our whatever works schedule again. Well done for saying that carefully. <laughs> <laughs> right, OK, that's it then. We'll be back in two weeks' time. Don't forget, whatever, whatever works... works <laughs> I don't know why I did the German accent again. I'll get into trouble for it. <laughs>